What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Becoming a Better Man podcast. This is actually a video edition. So if you're tuning in on Spotify or on YouTube, thank you so much. Welcome. And this is an exclusive subscribers only episode. So if you're not a subscriber already, you're going to want to make sure that you hit the subscribe button and not miss future episodes covering these topics that you're looking for answers for right now. So in this episode, I want to talk about the importance of taking responsibility for our dysfunctional relationships, either current or in the past, and why it's essential to focus on becoming better versions of ourselves. So quickly in this episode, you're going to hear about what is a dysfunctional relationship? Why is it important to take responsibility for our dysfunctional relationship? Also, what's the consequences of not taking responsibility? How is a dysfunctional relationship and what can it do to hold us back from fulfilling our purpose? What's the danger of worshiping a broken relationship and the negative impact on our mental health and well-being and our ability to function as men in society as a result of that relationship? We're also going to talk about digging deeper and why it's important to understand ourselves and how to identify our own unhealthy patterns in these relationships and also the importance of self-reflection and self-awareness. And why seeking therapy is not always a bad idea, as it can help us gain clarity and insight. Then we'll talk about the journey towards self-improvement. What are the benefits of focusing on personal growth and development? How to set realistic goals and make progress? And also the role of self-care and self-love in creating a fulfilling life. So thank you for tuning in. And let's go ahead and get into the first part of the episode. So what's a dysfunctional relationship, right? Like the word of the day anymore is toxic, right? That's toxic. And while I think that that word gets thrown around too much, just like narcissist gets thrown around too much, just like um, any other common buzzword or label gets thrown around too much. I want to be very careful and intentional in how we look at what a dysfunctional relationship is. Now, as a man who has been through his share of relationships that didn't work out, right? And and now in a place where I'm actually in the place where I've always wanted to be, right? The relationship I've always wanted and always prayed for, but never thought was possible. Like I'm, I'm here to tell you guys it is possible, but you've got to be willing to learn from, from these mistakes. If you're not willing to learn from it, you're just going to keep repeating the same relationship over and over, but with different faces. And it might look a little bit different, but it's ultimately going to feel the same. So uh, what's a dysfunctional relationship, right? And that, so there's degrees of separation in this definition. So I want to be clear about that, but I want to outline this for you guys. So that way you understand what it is I'm talking about. A dysfunctional relationship is a type of relationship in which one or both partners experience a pattern of behavior that causes emotional or psychological distress, interferes with their ability to function and prevents them from in experiencing intimacy, trust, and connection. Dysfunctional relationships can be characterized by a variety of problematic behaviors, such as control, manipulation, emotional abuse, physical abuse, neglect, infidelity, codependency, lack of communication, and lack of boundaries. So these behaviors can actually create a, a very unhealthy environment that can be damaging to not just one, but both partners and can make it difficult to establish healthy and fulfilling relationships in the future. So that's, that's kind of a standard 
textbook definition of what a dysfunctional relationship is. Now, you might be thinking, well, I don't have all that. Well, you don't need all that for it to be a dysfunctional relationship. It can just exist in parts and components of that definition. It doesn't always have to be emotional abuse, physical abuse, infidelity, things like that. But if it's if it's holding you or your partner back from being able to, to live in your purpose, to be able to operate at a, an optimal level of, of who you're supposed to be, right? As an individual, as a person. And instead it's this unhealthy codependency, this unhealthy of I'm only good as long as my relationship's good. That's dysfunctional. Okay. So why is it important to take responsibility? Guys, it's easy to point the finger. It's very easy to point the finger, but that's what weak men do when they are afraid to take responsibility or look in the mirror at the role that they played in either the current weather climate of the relationship or the barometer of the um, the sense of interaction between both parties, right? So sometimes it's possible that you have a, a good person and another good person. They're just very bad mixed together, right? They bring out the worst in each other instead of bringing out the best in each other. So do I think that these relationships are always doomed? I, you know, I don't per se. Uh, there has to be a lot of work and willingness and patience on both ends to be able to get out of that rut, to be out of that hole. And again, we're talking a lot of times about just romantic relationships. We're not necessarily always talking about marriage relationships. Okay. Now that's a whole different level of commitment. And uh, yeah, I, in my personal opinion, you have to be willing to really work your butt off in order to try and salvage that thing, because that is a, that's a holy covenant. Um, that's not just a, well, it's not working for me. See ya. Okay. Both parties have to put in the work. And if both parties aren't willing to, at least one, one party, your party, the one that you're in control of, uh, it better be busting your ass to do everything possible to save it. So, um, not saying that all of them are, are able to be saved or not even maybe even worth saving. Maybe you never should have gotten married in the first place with this person. Okay. Maybe you never should have started dating this person. Okay. All right. Let's take a responsibility for that. Now, what role did I play in the current status of affairs in this relationship? Right. That's the question you have to ask yourself. I think um, that's what worked for me. That's what I did. And that's what allowed me to be able to kind of shed those layers of myself in order to be willing and, and open to exploring actually what is meant for me. And that version of myself that's allowed to show up healthy instead of unhealthy and just repeating the same traumas and patterns over and over again, but with a new face. Does that make sense? So taking responsibility for that allows you to do that, right? Allows you to take ownership and take stock of your unhealthy habits, your patterns, your behaviors, the ways that you don't bring out the better version of that other person, the ways that you allow the other person to not bring out better versions of you, right? And instead it's bringing out the worst, right? Are you just phoning it in, right? Are you being intentional and putting an effort every single day to try and continue to pursue that person, right? Ladies, they want to be pursued. They want to be dated, right? And just because you've got one doesn't mean you have to always realize that they're done wanting to be pursued and they want you to pursue them passionately and very intentionally. 
All right. So let's talk about the consequences of not taking responsibility for our role in these dysfunctional relationships. So if we're constantly focused on trying to fix this broken thing every day, right? Trying to overcompensate for why are they upset? Why are they unhappy? Why am I unhappy? Well, maybe if they were more of this, then I'd be happier. Or maybe if, maybe if I did more of this, then they'd be happier. Maybe if I do less of that, they'll be unhappier. That's an exhausting mental game and emotional game to play. I know I've played it. It sucks. Right. And, and for me, thank God they were just dating relationships. I was able to get out of those things. Right. Fortunately, either by choice or by no choice of mine. That's how relationships go. But being dysfunctional with two people involved, right? It, it holds us back from fulfilling our purpose because you're putting in so much energy, right? So much focus and attention and time and emotional bandwidth, relational bandwidth, spiritual bandwidth, right? Like you're probably praying, right? That God just fixes your relationship, right? And if it's meant to be, it will be. If it's not meant to be, stop praying for something that is not for you. Stop chasing something that is not for you, right? Because the danger of worship, I call it worshiping a broken relationship. If you're worshiping a broken relationship, you're not worshiping God, right? Where's your idol? Where's your God? It's your relationship, right? How are you able to focus on growing as a man, growing as a father, growing as a, a spouse, growing as a leader, if you're focused on just constantly trying to make sure the other person's okay with what you're doing, have I fixed it yet? Is everything better? You can't, you can't act and live in your purpose when you're dealing with that at home or maybe you're the opposite, right? But it's the same problem. Maybe you're the opposite in that you're trying to run away from it, escape the problem, avoid the problem, sweep it under the rug, right? Maybe that's where you're at, but I'll tell you, um, that's still, that's still worshiping a broken relationship in a way, because you're allowing it continue. You're allowing it to continue to breathe and fester and grow in its dysfunction, right? You're allowing the cancer to grow instead of squashing it. That's not good. That's not good for you. And it's not good for your relationship with God. It's not good with your relationship with others because it's, it's, forcing you to essentially live in a, a inauthentic false version of yourself. Right. And what that does is it, it negatively impacts our mental health and our well-being, right? Because then what happens is you start developing these doubts of your, your worth. You start developing what may I take that back. You're not necessarily developing them, but they're calling them out from the deep right? Those deep seated wounds that have caused you to stick into a dysfunctional relationship for way longer than you should contributing to it in a negative way, instead of a positive way, either trying to lift up yourself or the other person or both. It's not, it's unable to exist. Why? Because you're in a negative space, right? You're in a mindset of either avoidance or self-destruction. And what happens is we, continually start doubting ourselves. And then you start doubting your judgment. You start doubting your, 
what well, what if what they say about me is is true? What if I'm a worthless piece of crap? What if I'm, you know, really fat and lazy and uh, maybe I'm more interested in what other people think about me instead of what my family thinks about me, right? Like, and so all those whispers start going into your ear and that really starts to bring down your self-esteem, your confidence. Next thing you know, you're not taking care of yourself. You're not actually able to perform well at work. You're not able to perform well at home. And therefore you're just kind of stuck in this broken cycle, right? So by not taking responsibility and seeking to fix that, right? Taking responsibility is step one. Admit it. I have a problem. I contributed to that problem. In what ways did I contribute to that problem? Okay, fair enough. I don't like it, but it's true. Now, what am I going to do to fix that? Make sure that doesn't happen again. What do I need to get in touch with either internally or externally to help me uncover that and dig deeper, right? So that's what we're talking about now, digging deeper to understand ourselves, right? How to identify our own unhealthy patterns in relationships. Are you excessively codependent, right? Are you very needy? Are you not leading, waiting for her to lead because you don't want to disappoint her and let her down? But what she's doing in those moments is she's seeing you as somebody that's not confident enough to lead them both, right? To lead you both. How can I trust my safety and security with a man that I feel like doesn't even know what we're going to do today? that doesn't know where we're going in a week, when a month, in a year. Why should she? Right? Maybe that's your unhealthy pattern. Maybe you're overly combative because you shut down. And when you shut down and your cup fills up and you're ready to explode, you pop off. Maybe that's you. I don't know. But identify that. Figure out where's that coming from. What a, I'm not really angry right? What, what, what is it that I'm really feeling? Right. And again, know that you don't have to point all this out and list it out for your partner just so she knows, Hey, here's what I figured out about myself here. Just do it. Just fix it. Right. The importance of self-reflection and self-awareness cannot be overstated guys. We have to know where we're at. We have to know why we are the way we are. What's making us tick. What wound have we not dealt with? And what wound are we using from the past to create more wounds in the present and the future? Right? Seeking therapy, seeking counseling can help gain this clarity and insight. Guys, if you keep trying to fix it on your own over and over and over again, and you find yourself, you just keep getting in this bad place mentally and emotionally. And it might not be like, obvious, right? You might not just be totally broken down and shut in and just not functioning day to day, but it could be overperforming, right? You're overperforming because you're escaping discomfort and pain. Guys, talking to somebody who can give you third party objective professional opinions and insights and tactics on how to deal with what you're not wanting to deal with can be massive for you. I know I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. It's not easy, right? It's not for the weak, but you got to be willing to dig in and do the work. Otherwise you're just wasting your time. You're wasting your money and you're just going to continually torture yourself over and over again in relationship after relationship because you're not fixing anything. You keep thinking that changing partners is more important than changing yourself.
the only person that's in every relationship that you've had is you. So now that you're starting to, to look at these things, right? You're starting to dig a little bit deeper in yourself. The, the journey of growing into self-improvement. What do I mean by that? The benefits of focusing on personal growth and development, right? So notice how we're talking about taking the attention away from the relationship. Stop trying to fix the relationship all the time, right? It's like you keep trying to scratch an itch and hopes that the itch goes away. And all you just do is you get more red, more irritated. You start bleeding and it's really painful. And now you got a wound. Stop scratching the itch. Instead, focus more fruitful thoughts in a better direction. So personal growth and development, it's huge, right? Working to become a better version of yourself is not only attractive to your, your spouse, but it's more attractive to yourself and to the world around you and to your creator ultimately, because you're working to be a better version of yourself for him. And that's going to cause you to do, do better, be better, want better, act better. Right. So how do we set realistic goals about this? How do we make any kind of progress towards it? So if, if anything, right, it could be just as simple as I'm going to start, um, I'm gonna start journaling, right? I'm gonna start just jotting my thoughts, getting it out of my head and into my hand on paper, guys, there's actually a lot of power in writing things out physically, instead of just typing them out, right? Texting them out. You actually need to write them down. It's that that mind-body connection that really gets things out of your head that create toxic, well, I hate saying toxic, but I said it, toxic thought patterns, right? Unhealthy ruminations of, oh, I'm not good enough. I keep fucking up. I keep doing all this bad stuff. And, uh, you know, you got to get it out of your head and, and on the paper, right? You don't have to share it with anybody. Don't share it with anybody. This is for you, Right. But being able to to work on, I'm just going to start journaling every day. I'm going to try and journal three times a week. All right. So you start there and then you go with, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to work on prayer, right? I need to be praying more. I need to be praying for how I can be better used instead of asking for things like God's a vending machine. Right. So maybe it's improving your mental health with the journaling, with talking to a therapist, maybe it's improving your spiritual growth by talking more to God, reading more of his word, making, making your life more about him and others instead of about you and all the things that you think you want for yourself, right? Being more selfless. That's not, uh, see me roll my eyes. That's a slippery slope. Uh, because a lot of you guys or a lot of people that are non-believers will take that as, well, that's a, not healthy. Or maybe if you're in an unhealthy place, you'll say, oh, well, that's what, I, that's what I've been doing, right? This, this is not self-neglect, right? This more than anything is increased self-awareness and self-growth and self-love because you're, you're recognizing the broken parts of yourself that need to be improved upon and you're seeking God's wisdom, God's help and his guidance on where to take it, right? That's a whole different thing. That's not being a punching bag. That's seeking wisdom 
Understand there's more power in that. One comes from a place of strength. The other one comes from a place of weakness. So don't get it twisted, but maybe that's what you do, right? Or maybe you're going to seek to, and, and my personal fear of it, you're going to take better care of your body, right? Your body is your temple. You're going to take better care of yourself. So that way you can take better care of your business, whether that be literally or figuratively, take better care of the people around you, take better care of what your goals are, what your purpose is, right? So setting out some realistic goals and then go for it, right? Picture, so picture the, the version of your life that you would hope that you're blessed to have one day, right? Ultimately, and then start reverse engineering it, writing down, okay, well, if that's where I want to be in a year, or if that's where I want to be in six months or six years, whatever, then what has to happen for that to be a reality? Okay, well, then for that to happen, I have to do this. And then just keep working backwards until you get to present day. Right? But if that's too daunting, but I think most of you guys are pretty big picture guys. You're, you're entrepreneurs, you're business owners, you're aspirational. You want more out of yourself so that way you can do more in life. Um, you know how to set goals. So just understand uh, sometimes it's different than setting financial goals, business goals, things like that. So personal development, a lot of times this personal growth is the neglected of the aspirational aspects of our lives. So just know that it's important to take care of yourself and putting it on the back burner in exchange for external validation and accolades and acclaim uh, is a very lonely life as I'm sure you're experiencing. Right. So let's, let's focus our lives on what matters. All right. So to recap in this episode, and thank you guys again for tuning in I'll quick break. Um, guys, if you're not already a subscriber to the podcast, look it up on Spotify, becoming a better man podcast, you'll recognize it. So click on it. The link will take you on how to become a subscriber. So you can listen to these episodes in their entirety, exclusively for subscribers. Also guys, if you haven't already, I'm running a massive 80% off deal right now on the 21 day becoming a better man breakthrough course. You take yourself through it each day for 21 days, guys, it takes you less than 15 or 10 minutes in the morning, every morning to get your mind, body and spirit, right. In order to go about your day. So you can get yourselves unstuck and out of a rut and moving forward with actionable steps each and every day. It's not just theoretical woo, 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 ha, ha, uh, rah, rah stuff, guys. It's actionable, like nitty gritty, get down in the trenches, do the work, get yourself going in the right direction just in 21 days. So those links are in the, the show notes they're in the description of the video. So please don't pass that up. Now to recap this week's episode, right? We talk about taking responsibility in these dysfunctional relationships and why it's essential to becoming in better versions of ourselves. So we talked about what are dysfunctional relationships, right? Why it's important to take responsibility. What are the consequences if we don't take responsibility? And because how that holds us back from fulfilling our purpose and being the, the idealized version of ourselves that we were called to be, right? The, and if we don't do that, then we're just stuck in the dangers of worshiping a broken relationship. 
right? Seeking validation from the partner, seeking validation from the, the temperature of the relationship and that negative impact that it has on our mental and emotional well-being, right? We've talked also about why it's important to dig deeper so that we understand ourselves, how we identify our own unhealthy patterns in relationships, how we keep bringing that over and over and over again, and the importance to combat that of being more self-aware, self-reflective, okay? And that is, it's okay if you need to talk to a professional about it. It's okay if you need to seek therapy or a counselor. That's perfect. In fact, it's encouraged, guys. And the journey of self-improvement, why it's important to take better care of your mind, body, spirit, business, finance, all those things, right? Step up to the plate, work on how you can improve in each aspect. So guys, I appreciate you all tuning in for another episode. Please, if you haven't yet, um, or if you're just finding this on YouTube, guys, I ask, please, if you don't mind, I've never asked for this before. I don't know if I'm supposed to do it or not, but I see everybody else doing it. So I'm going to try it. If you are finding this on YouTube, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe and hit the little bell notification so that we don't miss when new episodes come live on YouTube. Uh, because sometimes algorithms weird, it won't pop up on your feed. So you, this way, if you enable your notifications, you'll make sure that you don't miss an episode of the Becoming a Better Man podcast here on YouTube. So with that being said, we'll see you guys again next week and let's try and be better versions of ourselves.